0: Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. The beard looks like a little cleaned up today. Did you do some work on it? I don't know. The edges look sharper or something.
1: Oh, every once in a while, I trim it up. I put a little pomade in it, keep it under control. But yeah, it is a... Uh, you a dapper damn man? It's not the... Yeah, I, don't, I don't think they actually make that. It's not the kind <laughs> of season where I'm going to trim this too short. It's starting to get... Cold out there but it's nice in montevideo and uh, really i didn't I, usually we do a bit of a recap from yesterday i don't know not a lot to talk about all the nba games went under um drew and i i don't know if we did this on the air or right after we got True? off
0: no they didn't all go under well i guess it depends so, what net's number you use. yeah used. not
1: not not all of them but a lot of them went under and then drew and i were talking about the uh the kings game he's like oh no the kings are up by a bunch and i'm like so the timberwolves win by like 100 and he's like yeah And I didn't bet the second half like I should have. Apparently, they won by 10. Otherwise, a pretty kind of standard night in the NBA. Some shit went on. Some teams didn't score enough points. And, uh, of course, you
0: crazy. The
1: Lakers lost, right?
0: Uh, The Lakers, they did lose. They lost by seven. It was a lot of games. Actually, as I look back, were pretty close to the number. I will say there is one thing to point out. It would have been a good night to bet the Magic, Andy.
1: I know <laughs> like, yeah. i'm not I'm not on my I'm not on the right day you
0: were like, day too early
1: we'll we'll figure it out, yeah, I' always been a little ahead of the curve, maybe that's did my, you watch any of
0: them action? Uh,
1: you know I didn't just because I had the i I didn't sleep all the night before, so I went to bed kind of early last night. I' am like, yeah, I'm gonna try to catch up on sleep, even though that's not a thing, so I did the deep dive and then just kind of went to bed. I saw there was an overtime kind of a bad. A bad overtime for Buffalo backers, but uh CMU covered nicely, never really looked back, it was a short number. I think there was a flip favorite that went to like CMU minus two or so, and then they went out and won by twenty. So and Dan, you know what Dan went three and on in prize picks last night. Finally, he was due. So we not as it. much college football tonight, but we'll get into a little bit of it. Can't day. wait we'll to see, see
0: what he does with, with, with the money. I assume it's gonna be highlight related.
1: We will uh we'll start today in Montevideo with some tennis, assuming some massive favorites. That's what Alex is all about. <laughs> Overs and favorites in tennis.
0: It's a lot of that. It's, uh, it's unfortunate. It's two bets we talked about yesterday. Um, you know, as always, it's tough to figure out the schedule in these things. And they turned out they split the quarterfinals up into two days as opposed to doing it all yesterday. So I'll, t- I'll touch quickly on both of these. Uh, Ormachea here playing against the younger Orango again. Uh, this is just a tournament where the veteran Ormachea generally does pretty well. Um, you know, very solid on the surface, has been doing well in some of the ITF events. So a chance for her to make a run and grab some ranking points, you know, to try to get into some of the smaller 250 events, hopefully main draw entry and stuff there. Uh, you know, Arango, again, solid player, but happy to take Ormachea here, at plus money. I have her actually as a slight favorite here. So plus anything sounds great to me. Um, and Carl talked about Maria Lord's Carl. She is playing Cass uh, and Seva. Um, just really trying to wrap my head around why Castanseva is minus 500, honestly, against anyone. Um, Carl's been playing some nice tennis recently. Kastenseva is kind of on like a two-week streak of basically ripping through a bunch of lesser opponents since he's a younger player, so it's a tough train to try to step in front of, but at plus 350, it's really hard for me to get this, you know, even above three to one, so happy to take 350 here again. Plus 300 or better sounds Great to me. So, um, if you didn't get these yesterday, go ahead and grab them now. They start this afternoon.
1: I can do that. Sounds easy enough. I'm going to do that. So there's not much going on today. Um, there is one football game, and I got uh, bored this morning. Looked into it. Ended up betting it. It's <laughs> I, not a I, good game. Surprised. And and really, the the first thing, and you know, it's something we talked about with the Titans game. You know, the tight or the Titans game last week. Which I don't know how you feel about that ending, if they should have covered it or not. I said, you know, when a team gets to the top of their range of, you know, how the market sentiment feels about them, it's time to bet against them, no matter how good they are. And the first thing I looked at was the in the Louisville Duke game was that Louisville beat the ever living tar out of someone last week by like 40 points. Stuff like that usually leads to a little overvaluing in the market. And then I have dug into Duke a little and realized I can't bet on Duke. I don't care if it's home. I don't care if it's twenty <laughs> points. This is this might be the worst defense in the ACC. And Louisville has a t- Louisville has a uh, SEC team next week. They have a non conference game. I think it's Kentucky. Maybe not the best team in the SEC, but they got a they got a decent test next week. They can be bowl eligible with this win. Again, not part of the handicap, but I would want to get that out of the way and just beat the tar out of Duke. I'm not sure about ever laying 20 on the road, but uh, a little bit of inconsistency from the quarterback, but Cunningham for Louisville looked good last week and Duke is going to be starting Yeah, Dan says Louisville ain't beaten Kentucky. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so either, but you want yeah, get it out of the way. Get your win here and Duke...
0: what sport are we talking about?
1: Football. We got one football game tonight. I know. I'm still. Louisville I'm still Duke not... in
0: Kentucky. This is a football conversation.
1: Yeah, this is uh This is part. I think this is actually part of the Coach K uh, farewell tour as well. He's going to be. At the I thought the line. Football. I thought
0: the total looked a little low, to be honest, for a basketball game. But I thought yeah, you that's, could get to that. I don't.
1: That's like a. That's like an. Aggie first half kind of thing. thing. It's funny you <laughs> mentioned that because yeah, I said I don't want to lay the twenty. Despite a lot of things, I am going to take the first half Louisville number here. Kind of just expect them to get out to a decent lead with this. This offense has been very good. The Duke defense, like I said, is atrocious. And that Duke is missing basically their two best quarterbacks. They're going to start something called Riley Leonard, who was – he got some action due to Gunnar Holmgren having, a, I think, a rib injury the starter. So you're on the backup quarterback. Your defense stinks out loud. Louisville's coming in. Offense is clicking right now. This would be the first bowl game eligible. I've been. I think it's been a couple of years since they've been bowl eligible. Not all the way back to like the Lamar years. I think early in Cunningham's uh, career. So Louisville first half minus one point five. Louisville first half team total. Louisville over forty points. Whatever. However, just maybe back the favorite here. Take some chalk. Cheer for the Cardinals. Watch this game tonight. Uh, during the during the commercials of Thursday Night Football.
0: I like it. It's, it's, again, I was—I I knew it was basketball. You said, "I'm sorry," I knew it was football. You said football at the beginning, but then somebody mentioned Kentucky. I got very confused there for a second.
1: I know those very are all. Odd. Those are all good basketball schools.
0: <laughs> we'll get to that. And, and they, they
1: played Syracuse last week. Buddy Mayhem in the stands. I'm assuming.
0: I miss the Big East.
1: <sighs> we all
0: do, don't we all? But it is time finally for some basketball. It's not college. It's it's the professionals, folks, adults, real grown men out there. It's a um a smaller slate. It's a Thursday slate. I won't make the same mistake I've made the last I don't know four or five weeks and mentioned a particular TV network that is too afraid of Thursday night football to put on stinking basketball games. But. Not that I feel bitter about that. It's a decent, actually, slate tonight. Five games instead of the normal three or four. Uh, you know, a lot of things. I was kind of close to betting and, and kind of left out. The Spurs, I may end up with the Spurs bet. I don't know. I was pretty close to that there. Didn't bet on them. I think it's a nice spot for the Nuggets tonight against my 76ers. And the Jazz line, again, that looks like a big line that the Jazz covered by five or six points and kind of a blowout. But... Left all those aside. Did find two things I like. We'll start with the Cavaliers team total under. Just an awful, awful spot for the Cavaliers here from a rest perspective. It's a three and four. It's a back to back. It's a five to seven. It's a six to nine. Just, you know, every single fatigue factor you could ever possibly have for a team. Going against the Cavaliers tonight, they have struggled to eclipse 100 points, you know, most of this season, let alone you know in this kind of spot here. So happy to grab under the low team total here, 99 and a half. Again, the full game total to me looked closer to right, maybe just a touch too high, but. Going to lean on going against the Cavaliers here, um, you know, instead of trusting both teams not to score a bunch of points. So, Cavaliers will go with the team total under there. And then the Grizzlies plus 100. This is a bet I, I kind of like this morning. I, I really like this morning. I, I like it a little bit less, depending on what I hear certain people, a certain particular Canadian might be betting. Um, but It just looks like a great spot to me for the Grizzlies. I've been anti Clippers all season. I continue to be anti Clippers. We've got a really competitive team here uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies. They've got a deep bench, and the Clippers are missing everybody. We went through, um, it looks like somebody Andy named Scrub is going to be playing tonight, um, which is actually kind of hilarious. If you go back and look at the last Clippers box score, a man named Scrub played one minute. It's pretty fantastic, but it's just going to be a rough night for the Clippers.
1: He's uh, gonna be in the passenger side of his best friend's ride. <laughs> it's a TLC. Is it TLC? I think that's a TLC joke. I'm sorry. I, can't, I need a minute. Go
0: ahead. Talk about whatever you want.
1: Um. Well, Dan says the Grizz are winning for Young Dolph tonight. RIP Young Dolph. That was a weird conversation from the tennis chat where an old, again, another Canadian, an older Canadian, had no idea, no idea who uh, that was. Obviously, a forty-five-year-old Canadian doesn't really follow the rap game all that closely. Thank you, but, Patrick. Uh, yes, it will be. Uh, it will be an interesting lineup tonight from the clip show, and I'm fine. I'm fine backing you with that one too. We've got, we've got numbers, we've got analytics, and we've got, uh, we've got the. Uh, what do you call that? The narrative. Right, you get, yeah, you got the narrative joke and the TLC jokes. What, what movie I think of was Burton that? TLC with uh, Pat, with uh, Keaton. Michael Keaton. Oh, uh, the other guys. The other guys. Yeah. I only made All right. one. All right. Football, the real football game. I will be, it is nice to have a college game to flip to. Obviously, not at halftime. I'm busy at halftime, but during commercial breaks, I love having another game on that I can just be watching. I'm not going to set up the two TVs for this sort of stuff. I'm not that invested in uh, Louisville, but tonight, the Patriots, the Falcons. We've seen this poke up to seven, a little resistance at seven. We've seen this total. I believe this total came down just a touch. We're seeing a 46.5 now. I really, really wanted to uh, back Atlanta. Can't do it. I talked about this a little on the on the show yesterday with Drew. Uh, if Cordell Patterson is out, it makes it awful hard for me to get behind this offense, being able to put the ball in the end zone. I can see them moving a little between the 20s. It's a good defense in New England, but they'll give you some underneath stuff. And we got a smart quarterback and uh, what what has turned out to be an okay offense at times. But man, they're just missing too many pieces. So I'm staying away from this one altogether. Just going to play some props. Going to be playing some first touchdown scores. We'll get to that in a second. And doing a prize picks entry, which I'll give away at the end. So without further ado, first touchdown scores because we got to pay the Bills, bills, bills. That's what we've got to do, kids. I
0: mean, it's got to have something to watch, a little action before I go to sleep. What's better than a first touchdown score here? I mean, the game in general, I don't know. I just – I have this strange feeling. I mean, it's – again, it's there's probably a lot of possible outcomes here, but it just seems like maybe we continue the slaughter of people, survivor pools here with this, some sort of sneaky, weird Atlanta Thursday night nonsense. But I don't know. It's the NFL. It's the day, it's the day of the game. You should be betting these lines anyway, right? So let's bet these ones instead. We'll go down to a smaller market. Um, as usual, a handful of tight ends here, a couple quarterbacks with a receiver in the middle there. Kyle Pitts uh, and Hunter Henry here, 13-1. to uh, Kyle Pitts here, you know, search around. There's some 11-1s. to That's probably okay, but uh, one particular place, one particular odds provider, if you will, with several legal skins as both of these guys at these numbers. Again, Pitts, you're going against a New England defense that, it's very well coached as smart generally looks for kind of players like this and find ways to neutralize them but He's the last guy standing kind of on this Falcons team. I mean, he is going to get an abundance of targets, whether he is double-teamed, triple-teamed. And I think they will try to find some ways to get him open. Either way, the ball is going to be forced down his throat, whether he wants it to be or not. Um, Hunter Henry just been picking up more and more targets the last couple weeks. Um, If you start to look at some of the New England Patriots' um, red zone data, what you'll see basically is... You know, John Johnu Smith looks like he's actually pretty close to Hunter Henry in targets, but you look at the last couple of weeks, Smith has taken a backseat. Henry's getting a bunch of work. I believe it was last week even he had two touchdowns. Um, just love the targets he's getting, and I have this price at single digits. So same thing here with Pitts. I have both of these guys in single digits, happy to grab double digits. Um, now, there is another guy on the Falcons who's still alive and catching passes. Uh, Zacchaeus, I assume is how you say his name, but um, he is now the second wide receiver, basically, on the Falcons, picking up a lot of work, obviously. And each week we're seeing more and more targets for him, especially inside the 20, as teams pay a lot of attention to Pitts. It seems like he's taking advantage of that. Um, Zacchaeus. thank you, Dan. Very interesting. And then both of the quarterbacks here. Um, Mac Jones, there's a, co- a bunch of numbers on him. This He's anywhere from, like, 20 to 40. Look for 30 to 1 or better. Um, you know, some 40s are out there, same place you can get um, – Actually, no, that's a different spot. Anyway, uh, Mac Jones here, forty to one. Matt Ryan, fifty to one. Mac Jones actually hasn't had a rushing attempt inside the five yard line this year, but um, seems to be moving around a lot more. You know, we know Bill Belichick is not afraid to kind of use quarterbacks that way. And honestly, at forty to one, I'm happy to take a little bit of a risk on, on a rookie that you know we've got a very short, small sample size on, and, and maybe just the Patriots haven't had a chance to use him yet so again at 30 to 1 or better it's just kind of a numbers play for me given how athletic he is and you know creative the offense is in general and you know historically again they don't shy from rushing quarterbacks and matt ryan is someone who's surprising to go back and look he has two to three rushing touchdowns every single year um continues to be priced in this market like 40 to 50 to one i don't know if he got first touchdown in his first touchdown this year but i know at least he had one last year again it's anytime they're going to hang matt ryan somebody who has shown an aptitude and ability and taken opportunities to run the ball in i'm happy to play him at 40 50 to one some of these big numbers so a wide receiver a couple tight ends and some quarterbacks for us
1: Especially with again Patterson out missing, it's not like he's full short yardage guy, but taking away one of your running backs, maybe we, maybe yeah, we the running back numbers down. are a mess because you, you ever don't ever have Harris. Fall down at the one, and all of a sudden Matt right. Ryan's doing the dive. I can I can deal with that, especially at fifty to one. Um, yeah, this was a tough one. This was a tough one to evaluate for props, like you said. And I will refute something you said. You said oh, I'm Alex, and I bet on tight ends when it comes to this. Kyle Pitts isn't a tight end. I'm not sure that he really is anymore. I kind of look and I looked into this because it's it's a bit narrative like, oh he's a wide receiver. I looked at this. He actually only lines up as a tight end essentially like twenty percent of the snaps he's out on the field. And part of that now is because of, you know. Julio's in Tennessee. Ridley's at home right now. So it's more of necessity too. But I mean, this was something in Florida too. He is, he's a tight end body. He play, he can play the tight end, but this guy has been lining up at the slot. He's been lining up out wide quite a bit. And like you said, Belichick tries to take somebody like this away. I mean, good luck. They're going to have to throw to somebody. Right. He's going to get these targets. You know, like I've, I, I want to say his yeah, hes averaging pretty much eight targets per game. Over the last five, six games here, I played him over four receptions. This pushes an awful lot the way I ran the numbers. And I think he ends up with closer to five or six, especially the game state. If the Patriots are leading, you know, we're going to keep running. If Patterson's out, you have one fewer running back to lean on, especially in some of the, you know, exciting, unique ways you've been able to get him involved, a la Debo Samuel. So if they're going to just throw the ball continuously, Kyle Pitts will get. Eight to ten targets, I think four catches. Even if it's you know like, oh, the Patriots are limiting Kyle Pitts. Like I said this to Dan earlier. I said, I don't think Kyle Pitts has a great game. I think it's like six catches for like thirty-eight yards or something. Like right, they, it could be just, twelve they're, they're gonna,
0: targets for like six catches, right?
1: Like, yeah, force feed him the ball and give him the short underneath stuff, and they, you know they get six yards on third and ten, and they punt. But Kyle Pitts got his catch. Um, on the other hand, on the other hand, I. I do think Atlanta probably does an okay job of taking away Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers is the leading target getter for the Patriots. I have his receiving yards total at 45 and a half. I'm going to play under this. Um, I am expecting AJ Terrell to be on him most of the game. He is a shining beacon. In a sea of shit for the Atlanta Falcons defense he's been great this year, otherwise it hasn't been a good defense and again uh, with Harris back I really think this Patriots offense turns into a. Pretty run heavy uh, offense like we have seen, so if you have two decent running backs back there bill is going to be more than happy to use them and the Falcons somehow. Again, this defense is not good, they somehow rank 11th in the league as far as fewest yards given up to wide receivers. Uh, on average this season. Uh, a function of that is probably some somewhat who they play, but at the same time, they're not great against running backs. I think it's one of those things where teams take what they can get. They're, they've given up the seventh most yards to running backs if you combine all the running backs receiving and rushing yards totals for the uh, entire season here. So another thing I'm sure the Belichicks have taken a look at and will hopefully be using uh, a run-heavy approach. So hopefully Jacoby Myers, I haven't I have him modeled out somewhere hopefully in the 30 yard range.
0: Yeah, I like that play quite a bit, especially the way that Mac Jones has been spreading the ball around everywhere. You go back and look and I was oh, when yeah. I was looking at this, I started looking at the targets. I mean him, Aguilar, um, and the third name I can't remember. I don't know why. It's it's missed it's off the top of my head. I can't remember. Horn. The receivers. Hmm? Horn. Wide receiver on the Patriots?
1: Is he on the Patriots? Why oh, why God, does that name keep popping into my head?
0: I don't know. Anyway, but the Patriots oh, man, wide receivers yeah. born. I'm oh, sorry, born. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's, you know, you're looking at four or five targets for each of them every game for the last three weeks. It's just, it's hard to get over 45 yards with those few targets unless you're catching a bomb. And I, I love what you said, too, about the matchup as well with the cornerbacks. It's I think those other guys will have nice nights.
1: Mm-hmm and for new users if you want to place a price pick entry you don't have to do mine you don't have to do football you can do football and basketball you can put a college player in there i don't care you can mix and match entries win up to 10 times your money and tonight if you place an entry on the thursday night game you can get 25 dollars free into your account if mac jones completes a pass using promo code bet nfl so if you have any questions on price picks obviously shoot me a DM. I'll probably help you out. And with that, you help me out with a thumbs up. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, rate, review, heart, thumbs up, follow noobs on Twitter. (laughs) Um, Hang out with us tomorrow for a Felica Friday. We'll go over some college football and hopefully next week on this very show, I will be giving out some college basketball plays. It's that time of year. See you guys.